Welcome to Millennial Moments, a podcast for all the moments in our lives that are just so millennial, we had to talk about them. We're your hosts, Genevieve and Jessica. Welcome to another episode of Millennial Moments, the start of a brand new month. And with the new month comes a new topic. This month, we're talking about finances. Yes, and Jenna was not very excited to talk about finances this month. I was not, not at all. (laughs) So we devised a system for this series of episodes where Jenna has asked her most pertinent financial questions, and I'm doing the research and trying to answer them as best as I can for her and for all of you guys. So, but hopefully Jenna's questions will be the same or similar to questions you have. I'm sure they will be. They're really great questions. So we're really excited to talk about those today. Yeah. And I hope to learn along with all of you about finances and why we should care about them. I will try to get you to care about them. That is my goal today. (laughs) But first, let's start off with our favorite. Happy Happy crappy. Jenna, why don't you kick it off today? All right. Well, I'll start off with my happy, and that is I'm getting my hair done. I'm finally going to the salon for the first time in 10 weeks, which is a long time for a blonde to go (laughs) between salon visits. So I'm very excited to take care of my root situation. It's a situation right now. (laughs) It's escalated. (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, so super psyched for that. Uh, And then my crappy for this week is my body is falling apart. Not really, but all my muscles have been hurting. My hips have been super sore lately. I have to go to a chiropractor or something or go get a massage because just my shoulders are aching. My neck's aching. I've been getting like tension headaches because uh, my muscles in my neck and my shoulders are so tight. It's been, it's been rough and we're too young to have these kind of body problems. <laughs> Right? That was like a Verizon today. The guy tried to sell me hum. I'm like, ask me again when I'm 30. And he was like, what's wrong with being 30? And I was like, oh, God, nothing's wrong with being 30. But like, like, really? (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) really? Yeah, I feel you. Oh, man. How about you? What's your happy crappy this week? Well, happy. I got a new phone today. So got the Google Pixel 2 XL. Pretty sweet. Austin's jealous because he only got the regular. He didn't get the XL. So... Yeah, be jealous. <laughs> so you're going to rub it in his face like, look how big my screen is compared to yours. Yeah, look how shiny it is and new. Mm, so nice. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited. Uh, and my crappy is that unfortunately, because we live in the Bay Area, I am looking for a second job so that I could maybe move out of my parents' house this century. That's the goal. What kind of jobs are you looking for? Um. Well... I thought I had a very narrow focus, but another opportunity has come up today that I might pursue. So we'll see. Well, it's exciting. I mean, it's crappy because your free time's going to seriously take a hit, but but it'll be nice to have some extra cash and maybe you could have like a fun job, hopefully. Yeah, I'm looking for something that's either like a hobby that I wanted to pursue without getting paid or something that will better my life. So either way, whatever this is going to be, because I don't necessarily need the money, it's really just to try to help me move out, but I can live without it. Um, 
I have more options. It's nice to have that flexibility. Yeah, for sure. But kind of sucky because I'm going to be working all the time. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. So moving on, this is kind of the first episode of the month and we like to rotate our segments. So this segment for this week is Would You Rather? And they are finance related. Oh boy. Yeah. So get excited. I'm going to ask you three questions and ask Would You Rather? And they're all about about finances. So I think this is going to be good a good way to kick this off, kick off finance month. So yeah, exactly. All right, first question. Would you rather pay off your debt or go on a vacation? Um, I'd rather go on a vacation. I know. Wrong answer, Jenna. Wrong answer. Um, there's no wrong answers in would you rather? <laughs> yes. The- oh, I didn't realize this was a trick question. But this whole episode is about how to set you up financially and you're like, go on a vacation for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, now that I know that there's a right and a wrong answer, maybe I'll get it right next time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So you you would rather pay off your debt then? Well, I don't have any debt, so. Oh my God. I would go on a vacation. <laughs> well then, wow, shots fired. I'll try not to take that personally. <laughs> Rub it in my face. <laughs> But I'd probably rather pay off my debt. I mean, because at least for me, whenever I have been in debt in the past, it's so stressful and I don't feel like I can take a vacation when I have debt, you know? So it's like that has to be done first before I'm allowed to take a break. But I'm the same way with like homework. I can't watch TV until my homework's done or else like I'll just feel bad. Can't enjoy the TV if my homework's not done. (laughs) Okay. So second question. Second question. Would you rather worry about money or worry about happiness? I'd rather worry about happiness for sure. Me too. Yeah. Right answer. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Got that one. All right. (laughs) Number three, would you rather buy now and pay it off over five years or save for a year and buy with cash? Save for a year and buy with cash. Okay. I actually don't think there's a right answer to this one. I think it's subjective depending on your situation and what you prefer. Mm -hmm. But I would think if you are there are some people who don't want to have any debt like a car or a house so they'd prefer to save for a year and buy it in cash other people I I consider you know buying something and paying off over five years if it's a car or something like that as acceptable I wouldn't want to do that with like a target run you know I don't want to pay off a target shopping spree for five years but (laughs) I'm thinking about a corgi so you know that's like the number one thing I'm saving for and I'd rather save to buy like pay for my corgi and all of his stuff like outright rather than there's ways to do like payment plans on your dog which is weird that is weird isn't that weird yeah Yeah. I didn't know that was an option but that's an option wow yeah you could take out a loan on your corgi so (laughs) (laughs) worth it I'm like really trying hard to talk myself out of that because that's the last thing I need is more debt but it would be it's the good kind of debt because it's a dog Leave the silence. <laughs> we'll table that one for the the debt discussion. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I would say you did a, a pretty good job on that. You got the first one wrong, but that was it. That was it. So, <laughs> oh, well, as you can see, I have a lot to learn about <laughs> finances. All right. Well, let's dive right in then into finances and why we should be talking about and thinking about our finances. 
Absolutely. So Jenna, what's your first question you have for me? So my very first question is pretty basic. What does finances even mean? What are we talking about here? Is it like, is it just spending and saving or is there more to it? Yeah. So when I sat down and thought about this and I looked up what what's the definition of finances, just to be technical and for my own understanding as well. So finances is the management of money. So for our purposes, we're talking about managing your individual or maybe you and your significant other's money. So on a very basic level, yes, it's essentially just spending and saving. But obviously, there are quite a few complexities and nuances that come into play with those things. So we'll move as we move forward, we'll talk about those different nuances that come into play. But essentially, it's spending and saving. Okay, gotcha. So second question, finances seems a little intimidating. I know it's just spending and saving, but it feels like a whole lot more than that. What are the basics? Explain finances to me like I'm five. (laughs) You know, explaining it as spending and saving definitely does make it seem really basic and it definitely can be very complicated, but that complication really depends on your level of interest and how complicated you want to make it. So on a very basic level, you're looking at spending and saving and then adding to that some addition, subtraction, and multiplication. And that's it. So if you pass the third grade, you're mostly there. I mean, really, it's, it's, I'm sorry, how do I say Because <laughs> I don't want that to sound mean. Like, <laughs> But, you know, if you can add, subtract, multiply, and understand that it's spending versus saving, you've got most of it. So the last piece of the puzzle before you get started are mainly basic rules that help guide your decisions as far as your spending and saving, as well as what your goals are, how you want to live your life, and things like that. So I've gathered a few basic rules that I found really helpful. Um, but again, they're just guidelines. These aren't a necessity that you have that you have to follow these. And these are really benchmarks. So like one of them we're going to talk about really doesn't apply to people in like the Bay Area and other places around the world like the Bay Area where you can't rent for, you know, half your income essentially if you're not, you know, super high on the totem pole. So there are certain nuances that come into play and then how you want to live your life. Okay. So lay it on me. What are, what are some rules then? Okay. So the first one is don't spend more than you earn. And this seems really simple, but I think a lot of people forget about this rule, especially when they're not tracking their money. I definitely, I'll check my banks almost daily, which seems like a lot, but I just, whenever I spend money, I check. It's just kind of my habit. Um, You definitely don't have to check that often, but some people don't check. Some people get scared of checking and they don't want to check. And what happens is they don't know how much they're spending. They could be spending a lot more than they earn and thus getting into debt and not really knowing where they're at with their debt and never paying it off. So the first rule is don't spend more than you earn. And it's much harder than it sounds. Or it definitely can be. Do you think that's something that you, do you spend more than you earn or where are you on that spectrum? For the most part, I 
am pretty good at that, but I'm not great at checking my bank account. Sometimes I will overdraft my bank account. I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before. Um, I said podcast really weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I definitely have overdrafted and I'm not great. I'm the type of person who does get scared of checking my bank account because I don't want to know what's in there. And maybe that's not great. But for the most part, I'm pretty in line. You know, I don't spend more than I'm making. That's good. I yeah. mean, that's one of the first steps here. Because if you're spending more than you make, than you make, you can't really move on to the next steps because you don't have, you know, positive cash flow, essentially. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So my second, my second basic guideline is the 50-30-20 rule, which is that and it's a guideline for how your money should be split up among expenses. So essentially 50% of your income is supposed to go to bills. So that's rent, water, phone, anything that's like a necessity. And then 20% should go towards financial goals. So saving for the future, retirement, you want to buy a house, you want to get a corgi, 20% of your income goes to whatever those goals are. And then you can decide does 20% go to a corgi or does 10% go to a quirky and 10% go to a house, right? So you can divvy that 20% up however you want. And then 30% goes towards fun or wants. So I want a new sweater. I want to go to a concert, right? This would be a fun activity. Um, your gym membership for some people will fall under that. For some people, it might fall under a necessity. So you see how, you know, it definitely will change depending on what you like and how you want to live your life. 30% seems like a lot. That feels that feels pretty good and doable. Okay, so before you get excited, here's the thing. That's not realistic. The, that 50, 30, 20 rule, I don't feel is realistic in the Bay Area. So before you get excited about 30% for your funds, um, let me break it down in the Bay Area translation. <laughs> this, is, this is something I put together based on and I have an example for us, but just based on expenses in the Bay Area, it's 50, 30, 20 is not realistic. So here's the Bay Area breakdown. 50% um, for rent. So 50% was supposed to cover all of your bills. Now it's just covering rent, um, which I think is pretty fair. And I'll give the example in a little bit. 20% for other bills, phone, water, garbage, groceries, whatever you need. 15% uh, towards financial goals, corgi, house, car, and 15% for fun and wants. Yikes, that fun took a major hit. <laughs> yeah, everything else yeah. was semi-similar, but the fun took a big hit. And that's hard, but I mean, here in the Bay Area, it's just kind of how it's going to be, honestly. Or any major city area, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, the example I have is if you make $4,000 a month and if I'm thinking about it, let me do some math. I don't make that much. So, <laughs> you know, you got to scale it, but this was just easier math rounding up. <laughs> um, so if your income is $4,000 a month, half would be a rent of $2,000 a month. Oh yeah. So you, so you can tell already that's really a necessity in the Bay area. Oh it's yeah. It's hard to find a place under $2,000 a month. Um, other bills would be about $800. Sounds, a, that's pretty low for utilities, I think, but. You think? Depending on your, your utilities. 
depending on your utilities, I would die if my utilities were $800 a month. I would not like that at all. To be honest, I've never paid utilities. So thank God I don't know. But like I'm thinking like cable, internet, phone, um, whatever your bills. It is supposed yeah. to include all of that. So I mean, I feel I felt like $800 was like a good roundabout number. Is that just utilities or would that include like your gym membership? It would, and- in, uh, it would include your gym membership if you felt like that was a necessity. It would include um, – your groceries i oh so that's why it's more because it includes your food as long as it's not like going out to eat every night gotcha okay okay yeah i get that sounds good so eight hundred dollars in that regard you include food and everything and water and sewage and if your apartment doesn't pay any of that for you 800 might be really close to what you're paying or even a little under but i think for a lot of us it should hopefully be a little over, in which case, if you have an extra $100 to go toward your fun and wants or your financial goals, lucky you, right? Um, then financial goals would get $600 a month and fun would get $600 a month. So that's that's much better than I'm doing, but they make well, a lot more money than I do. Yeah, 4000 a month is great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my Bay Area breakdown. Okay. So not... I'm a little less excited than I was, but it sounds straightforward enough. Okay. Okay. That's good. All right. We'll move on to number three then. And that's don't ever let your future self take care of your current self. Have you heard this one before? No, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap of, and it's kind of, I guess I shouldn't call it a trap, but it's that when you get a student loan, you're saying that your future self is going to get a good job and be able to pay this off. And I think that it's one of the better bets you can take. It's a lot harder for people like to make sense of, oh, my future me will get this for things that aren't education. Education is really kind of one of the main exceptions. But even still, some people get in such huge student debt that they can't pay it off. You know, or it takes so many more years than they would have ever thought to pay it off. So it's just, it's a really scary situation to put yourself in if you're letting future you take care of you today. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I don't know about you, but um, like I'll stay up late or something. I'll be like, that's something future Genevieve will worry about. That's <laughs> <laughs> something tomorrow Genevieve will will worry about. So yeah. Yeah. And I can see why that would be a major pitfall is saying, you know, take paying something with your credit card and just saying like, oh, I'll pay for this next month, you know, and then that next month, you know, something else, some other big expense comes around or you forget to pay your bills or something. I don't know. So I can see how that could add up really fast and become a major problem. Right. Especially if you're not checking your bank account or you're not super aware of your financial situation. Maybe you're not even 100% sure how much money you make a month because you just don't want to know. And if you're spending more than you make, you're constantly putting future you at more of a risk and in more of a a setup to fail because now future you has to pay off that debt. So that was tip number three. And then my last tip is to have an emergency fund. Do you have an emergency fund? I kind of. I had to use all of it and so it was empty, but now I was finally able to put something back in there just in this past month. So good. 
Yeah, I think having an emergency fund is really key because you never know when you're going to hit a pothole and blow a tire and need to drop $300 on, you know, a new tire or two or, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. I think having an emergency fund is is one of the reasons that I feel comfortable even spending money at all because if I didn't have an emergency fund, I, I'd just be so worried about it. I don't know. <laughs> no, this one I can, I can attest you need an emergency fund. I've in the past, I've been really glad that I've had one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the RV, you know, it's a car, but bigger. So more things happen to it. So that emergency fund has definitely come in handy in the past. Yeah. And a lot of people who talk about finances, you'll see it on different blogs and in books and things. There are different recommendations for how much you should have in your emergency fund. So some some financial experts will say, you know, to start with $500 as an emergency fund, or once you make this much money, it should your emergency fund should be 10% of that or 30% of that, depending on how uh, safe your financial expert is that you're referring to. I like to base it as like how much does your typical emergency cost? If you haven't had a typical emergency, you probably don't need as much. Uh, or if you don't haven't had any emergencies, you're probably pretty young because I know most people have a financial, at least one financial emergency a, a year. Um, but yeah, so $500 if you're, if usually when you hit an emergency, it's like two to $300. But I always like to round up and do $1,000 just because you never know when something's going to strike and it's going to be 500 or 505 If you don't have that extra $5, you might be sunk in the water. Okay, so like a, a good thousand just to be safe. Yeah. And I would think like there's certain thresholds and again, it depends on your financial expert that you're going to, but they say the more you make, the higher your emergency fund should be. I think it's the more your bills are, the higher your emergency fund should be. You can make as much as you want, but if your bills, you know, are still really low, you probably don't need a huge emergency fund. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Well, those, all those guidelines seem to, they make a lot of sense. They seem pretty straightforward. We'll see. I'll try implementing them this next month and we'll check back in at the end of at the end of April and let you know <laughs> how it good. works. Sounds good. Any more questions for me? Um, yeah. So okay. Well, here's I don't know if you can answer this one, but why should I be excited about finances? I know that we're talking about it and I wasn't really pumped ahead of time. So why should I be pumped? Well, you know how when you have something on your to-do list and like laundry, for me, laundry is always on my to-do list. And I just, even though I did three loads yesterday, now there's another dirty shirt, which means next week it's on my to-do list again. You know, it's just a constant on your to-do list. So if you don't have your finances under control, it's going to be a constant weight on your mind of something that you have to do. And I think for me, the nice thing is I do check my finances a lot. So you would think, oh, then it's a weight on your mind, but it's not because I know where my finances stand. So when I spend money, I know it's okay. And when I spend too much, I know instantly, oh, I shouldn't have spent that much because I know what I should be spending in this category. So you should be excited to get your finances in order because you're going to feel so much better about your life and your situation. But not only that, it's going to set you up better to achieve your goals and move forward in life because ultimately everything costs money as sucky as it is as much as we would love to just live off of happiness and unicorns you know it doesn't work that way everything costs money so 
as a baseline, I just, I feel like almost everything comes down to money. Um, and you need to have an understanding of where you're at. Even if you get that understanding, you're like, crap, I don't make that much money and I'm spending more. And oh my God, I'm in all this debt. Like it's scary, but you're going to feel better knowing that. And once you know it, you can create an action plan to change it. If you never go through that process of understanding where you're at, you're never going to be able to change it. And then it's going to be a constant wait forever. Yeah. I think maybe one of the most scary things about finances for me is I'm afraid that once I get started, I'm going to realize I'm in a way worse situation than I thought. And maybe that's not the case, but like, that's a real, (laughs) it's a real anxiety. So hopefully, you know, once I start taking a look, you know, based on all your guidelines and everything, hopefully I will you know, finally feel empowered to actually do something about my finances instead of just kind of purposely taking a blind eye. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a good example, at least, and this is just how I operate, but for instance, at the beginning of this week, I had a breakdown about the fact that I got a college degree. I don't have any debt. I got a good job with using my degree and I still can't afford to move out of my parents' house. I had a breakdown and I was crying and I was so upset And because, you know, I know my finances, I know I can't afford it. And it's so frustrating. I wish I could just throw caution to the wind and move out and future me will worry about saving for something. You know, I just need to get out of this house. But after I had my breakdown and I calmed down, I said, all right, if I don't make enough to move out, I need to make more money. And that was my decision to start. That's how I came to my decision to start looking for another form of income because, you know, there's nothing to do at my current job right now to make more income. Eventually down the line there will be, but right now there isn't. And, you know, I can't, I just don't want to live at my parents' house. So for me, it's, it's frustrating and it's sad and it's sometimes hard to come to terms with. But then once you understand what your situation is, even if it's sucky, you can create a plan to move forward. And that's always a good feeling. Well, I'm really, now I am really excited. Thank you. It (laughs) worked. good. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, I can say I'm honestly now, you know, excited to give this a shot, I guess, and, and, you know, hopefully maybe turn things around and at the very least just know what my situation even is. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's really the first step is start to figure out what your situation is. And that's, that's what you got to do. That's just that's just the first step. But I think next week we can go into more steps of what to do, maybe how to get started looking at your finances, what resources can you utilize and what to do if the situation looks bleak. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a little overwhelming to get started. So any any tips would be much appreciated. And I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And yeah, figuring that out. And if anybody, if any of our listeners has any more questions that we didn't touch on, please reach out. I definitely have some more questions. So, you know, we have some resident experts here. Um, So yeah, if you have any questions, let us know and hopefully we can address them in the next episode. Yeah. And what are your financial tips for, for beginners? We're working with beginners right now. Down the line, we can get more technical But what are your initial financial tips when you're first getting started looking at and planning around your finances? What do you like to do? What was helpful for you? We would love to know. 
yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we have listeners at all stages of the, you know, uh, financial comfort, <laughs> you know, so we want to hear from everyone about what your guys' experience with finances is, are, and let us know. We, yeah, we want to know. We want to know. Well, thank you so much, Jess. I feel very enlightened and much, much more excited than I was starting out. So hopefully our listeners feel the same way. You're welcome. I'm actually really excited now too. I want to send you my budget spreadsheet and like, Whoa, I want to like whoa. do this. Let's <laughs> well, do it. One step at a time. <laughs> Bye. Oh, sorry. That's, that's what I, I was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're setting up something. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.